0: Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, just going to look at one very significant verse that has a lot to do with the redemptive plan of God throughout history. In chapter 4, we saw that the Lord is going to rescue Zion, and that means that despite all these pro- uh, prophecies that are coming, that that the Israelites will be punished, they will be taken over by outside powers. We know that to be Assyria in 722 B.C. and Babylon in 586 B.C., and these are all punishments for the Israelites forsaking their covenant with God. and drifting into idol worship and promoting injustice within themselves, people with power, stealing from the weak and the poor, which is abhorrent to God and it must be punished. Despite all this punishment and judgment that is going to come, God is still in the business of restoration. This isn't the end game. The end game isn't punishment and judgment. The end game is restoration and mercy. And so there will be a remnant of people who turn back to God, and out of that remnant will come a Savior, a Messiah, Jesus Christ, who will finally make things right. And in chapter 2 of verse 5, this is what it says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. This is under a section that says the ruler to be born in Bethlehem. And of course, if you've been around Christianity, you know exactly who this ruler is, who is to be born. But let's unpack this a little bit. First of all, it's saying that this ruler is going to be born a ruler of Israel whose coming forth is from old. What are we talking about from old? Well, this is a reaffirmation of the Davidic covenant. David was the king of Israel, preeminent king, man after God's own heart. He wasn't perfect. He failed In many ways, it was very sinful in many ways, but this is the king to whom God made a promise someday one of your descendants will sit on a throne and rule Israel forever. His kingdom will last forever. And so, we're not talking about an earthly king, they didn't quite understand what that meant. We're we're talking about Jesus, the Messiah, and this is a reaffirmation of that covenant that someday there'll be a ruler. In Israel, who's born in Bethlehem and whose coming forth is tied to what I've said in ancient days. Some people believe from of old or from ancient days to refer not just to the Davidic reign where this covenant was made, but some people believe it to mean from eternity, from of old, 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 like before the beginning of time, God's plan has always been to bring this Messiah, this descendant of the earthly king, David, to become a heavenly king who would redeem lost and sinful people back to their creator through faith in him. Remarkable restatement of the Davidic promise. If you've been familiar with the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, I'm sure you've read these words, but maybe they haven't meant to you what they would mean to you now, knowing some of what I've just said. Chapter 2 of the book of Luke, it says that Caesar Augustus said that all the world should be registered. In uh, chapter 2, verse 4, it says, So Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. And Bethlehem, of course, is the city that's referenced here in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, Bethlehem, Ephrathah. Ephrathah is the region that Bethlehem is in. And so isn't it remarkable that God makes this promise hundreds of years before the Messiah is born in Bethlehem, and now we know how the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. At the right time, this superpower king, Caesar Augustus, mandates that everybody needs to be registered, which means that Mary and Joseph, who were David's descendants, from the city of Bethlehem need to leave the town they're living in, Nazareth, and go back to Bethlehem. And during this tiny little window of time that they're back there, this baby is born to this Virgin Mary named Jesus Christ, and he is the Messiah. He is the one who is foretold in this passage. It's remarkable how God gets the, the right details aligned, the right people in the right places so that this prophecy will be fulfilled. We serve a big and awesome and powerful God. Another thing I want to just mention is at the beginning of this verse, it says that Bethlehem Ephrathah, you're too small to be among the clans of Judah, yet from you shall come forth from me a ruler who is in Israel. So, despite the fact, Bethlehem Ephrathah, that you're so small and so insignificant that you're too little to be among the clans of Judah, the greatest thing, the greatest person to ever walk on the earth is going to come from you. And isn't that the way that God has done it from the beginning of the Bible? We've been in this Bible overview for over 400 episodes now. And we've seen over and over where God takes the weakest or the least likely option to advance his redemptive plan for the world, to advance his purposes. And the reason that he does that, of course, is so that it's very clear that this didn't happen because of the people who were involved. This happened because God is great and God is powerful and God can do amazing things through even the weakest vessels. So go back in time. You remember Abraham and Sarah. Abraham is promised a family, a nation. The the number of the people is going to outnumber the sands on the seashore, the stars in the sky. And, of course, Abraham's in his 90s. His wife is in her 90s. She's barren. She's never had any children. Ironically, today is my mom's birthday. I won't say how old she is, but I thought in my mind today that mom is still quite a few years younger than Sarah was when she had her first child. So that's an encouraging thought for you there, Mom. Happy birthday. But you've got Abraham and Sarah who have this baby when she's barren and old, well into her 90s. Well then, Isaac has two sons Jacob and Esau and Jacob is the weaker one he's a mama's boy he's the second born he's not the one who the promise is supposed to go through but through a bunch of circumstances Jacob ends up being the son of the promise because that's what God chose to do through the weakest and least likely then they turn into the nation of Israel and they're slaves in Egypt and G- Egypt is this geopolitical machine this military superpower and they're just dominating these Israelites and enslaving them and God delivers this weak, little, small, insignificant group of people out of Egypt. And then he sets them up in Canaan and brings forth Joshua and Caleb. And the story comes back when they explore the promised land that the people there are too big and too strong. We can't take these people out. But Joshua and Caleb are infused with some courage, even though they're weak and small. And, and God uses them to advance the cause of Israel. Then here comes David, this shepherd boy. Samuel is told to go anoint a king from David's family. And they line up all the brothers. And, and none of the brothers are are the right guy, even though many of them are impressive and big and strong. And there's this one who's still out herding the sheep who they didn't even think to call in because there's no way that David would be the king. Well, that's exactly the guy who God wanted to be king. And over and over and over, God is using the weakest, the smallest, the least likely to accomplish his purposes. We see that again today in the city of Bethlehem. And we can be thankful because we too are weak and small and unlikely. And God wants to use us Isn't that awesome? Praise His name, live for Him, amen.
0: The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship.